you can't polish a turd you know, that much. So right, right. But well, I the um, marketplace probably speaks for itself. I've listened to a lot of podcasts right. that I make it about five minutes and twenty six seconds into, and I'm like, uh, yep, it hurts my ears when <laughs> I'm in the car. <laughs> and there's like six people there. So, I mean, so they're invested. They're doing it. And, and I have mad Dude, respect for it. so many people for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just did my first, my first three-person. Well, okay. So, there was one time where I did a four-person, but it was at the very beginning, and I was very kind of casual, like dipping my toes in, and it was just... So, one four-way, one yeah. three-way. Yes, yes. Yeah, you got to, you know, you got to do the little foreplay before you go all the way in. Dude. But so, I did the first three-one, just me and two DJs. And I was like, okay, this is cool. It's set up. I like scooted this whole table out here and, and uh, ended up the way it was. Two of their mics were like looped into the same track when I went to edit it. And one of them was way farther away from the mic than the other one. So I'm just like, and it's, it sounds totally fine. Nobody would really care, but you know, it's something that I want to challenge myself to improve and, and work on my audio engineering. You know, I want to, I, I want to like have little stuff like that that I didn't expect to have to come up and then still try to make it sound the best that I can. You know? Right, right. So you so you can actually isolate one voice and, and like increase the volume on it or? Yeah, but, but the way that I had did it, it pretty much pasted it. Like it was done. It was already the waveform. And so I can't just separate it when they're both talking. So what I would do is, is I would just follow along and I would listen to it and I would kind of uh, draw along. When one guy's talking, I make it louder. One guy's not talking, yeah. you know. Huh. So it's it, it's a little tedious, but it's it's kind of one of those things where it's these learning experiences are like, oh, you should have done better. You should have had it set up a little bit better, and this would have been easy for you, bro. So it's right. it's not like punishment. It's it's enjoyable because I like to. Oh, no, dude, it, it's the journey. Yeah, right. It's the journey. I mean, that's what that's uh, that's the bit of advice I'll never forget from you, is really? it, when you told me in the store when you were asking me about your senior speech. Yep. You told me right. everyone forgets to enjoy the journey. And that plays in my, and I'm not kidding. I'm not over exaggerating. I bet I, I bet that plays in my mind once a week. Damn. Minimum. Minimum. That's the impact you've wow. had on me. That's enjoy crazy. it because I've always, have always been very motivated. So I've always feel like I'm moving towards the next thing. Right, right, right. And, and I say this a lot. I'm always like, hey, you know, when we're young, we want to be 16. Then we want to be 18. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we want to be 21. And then all of a sudden I'm like, 26 i'm like whoa yeah slow down like yeah and and you were you were pushing so hard to hit these milestones and then you pass the milestones and you're like wait a second there was a lot of time there that i should have probably just been living in the present yeah i forgot to check out those roses man oh the the typical it's funny the old cliche sayings you know the i remember there was one that you said to me that always i actually always remember i think i said it in a couple podcasts already uh was you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. You told me that. It could have been the same conversation, which would be super dope too. But right. we used to, so so Bob, is it Kendall or Kendall? How do you say your last name? Kendall. Kendall. Okay. So we met um, at Fuel Munition. Um, you were the the buyer. What was your job title technically? Uh, I was a men's buyer. Men's buyer, men's yeah. Men's buyer. But I did everything from merchandising to to buying to um, a lot of the data analytics and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, which, which is kind of like a you nice were the face that I uh, it was like a nice thing of a smaller business. Yeah. I was able to wear many hats, learn many things. How many stores did it, it was fuel munition. They changed their name to munition, but it was mm-hmm. how many stores do you remember? Eight stores. Eight stores. Yeah. yeah. And I remember you, you were the one who would like drop by, drop off shipment, see how the employees are doing, come hang out. Like you would come. It, it, that's why I was excited. I texted you the other day and I, I don't even think I said, Hey, what's up, man. I was just like, 
hey bro podcast like <laughs> you're like what's up how are you <laughs> dude and i was stoked i was like yeah. yep let's do this yeah like, well because I'd... every time that we would get together like you would you would come down just to check on the store or whatever and i feel like we would end up just talking you know sometimes it would be a little dead and we would end up just talking for two hours and stuff talking about life you dude you're you're an intellectual i, I always feel like i have a lot to learn from you so it's cool to have you on the podcast and introduce you to people who may listen. So <laughs> if you want to just give a lowdown of, of who you are and, and, and where you're at. Well, that's that's a pretty deep question, actually. Right. Yeah. Do you know? That's the one I didn't expect. Who am I? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what is well, self? <laughs> well, um, man, there's a lot of substance there, but I've had a lot. I, I've, I've genuinely been able to experience a lot of things. Um, I spent many, many years in the apparel industry. Uh, that was always my, my passion and my... Uh, uh, contributing in a way where people get to express themselves by wearing something. Um, it, it's a staple in all of our lives. It's something that maybe some people don't think about, but it's something that visually I feel like is a larger impact than a lot of people uh, mm -hmm. really, really give, give weight to. And um, being able to follow trends and talk to people and genuinely see how the things people wore affected their lives um, was, was something that we always felt, I always felt that if I could make, if I could make you happy, just the experience of coming in the store, whether you bought anything or not, that the success was going to be a byproduct and, um, just giving people a place to come and feel better about themselves on the way out the door was, was really the, the ultimate goal. And, Dude, um, and, yeah, and your personality, ultimate. yes, it comes across very well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, so you worked in the apparel industry, um, and that's definitely when we met. And you were how old were you when you like first started with? Sixteen. Yeah, definitely sixteen. Do you remember like your first like? I, I just imagine you probably have some sort of like hustle story of how you got into your first job. Or well, so so actually, I I did I made all the mistakes. So really, I uh, I showed up to the interview in a, in a baseball cap and jeans. Oh man! And it, it, in all fairness, I was coming straight from school. And I'd convinced the owner um, to to give me a shot to give me an interview. Okay. I called um, probably twenty five plus times to the corporate office, and it would just kept going to voicemail. And it, when we, it, I don't know if you remember, they they built this in our, our our nice little mall that we have over there in Kelso. They built this wall around, um, which actually had multiple misspellings, which is kind of funny. But they built this wall around like coming soon um, fuel and everyone was up in arms like that's where they wanted to work. Like that was the cool thing to do was to work at the local oh, skate shop at the local I was probably store. like 13 or 14 when it first opened. So yeah. so I was like freshly, freshly 16 and and I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work at the other local board shop, actually, the boardroom um, for many years. And I'd, go, I'd gone in there and probably bugged. Bug the guys who work there to the point of where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, we'll hire you yeah. whenever we hire. Sure, whatever. Here, take a free poster and get out of here. Right. And um, he actually hired his wife, and I remember just being devastated. Like, oh my gosh, this was like picking favorites, man. Yeah. <laughs> she sucks. Yeah, come on, come on, dude. What does she know? And um, so, so I got this opportunity, and and I turned in my resume in the mall like everyone did, and then I just kept calling and calling, and and I think that they picked up the phone by accident, and the lady's like. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. What works for an interview? And I guess that'll work. And so I got there and, and she said the reason she hired me is because I was in, engaged. I leaned forward. I listened. Right. I did things that, uh, that, you know, so it, it came down to like kind of the social skills of like seeing that I really wanted this. And the owner used to tell everyone this story constantly when I, when I was his buyer that the first day he actually told his wife to, to let me go. 
I was very quiet. I was very introverted. Wait, after all this, you're quiet? You're after, like calling them all the time yeah. and you're like, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm shy, that well, was intense. Well, I'm always motivated, but I've also, like, I was also very introverted. Like, I didn't feel like I really needed to fit in with anybody in, in high school. Like, mm-hmm, that I was right. just kind of me. I was very quiet. I absorbed as much Because you were like a, you, you were a skateboarder for sure, mm-hmm. right? But, mm-hmm. you, but you kind of did just float along, I guess. You weren't like yeah, in I'm, like a skateboard clique or whatever. I've always been me. I right. mean, I, I never felt like I really needed to fit into one slot like yeah. I, I feel like you get one shot at this life thing like and a lot of people are so worried about i can't try this or i can't go out for this mm-hmm. or i can't do this mm-hmm. and and not that i'm perfect and not that i didn't fall into some of those some of those things in my life but i always kind of wanted to just try new things like I, I joined the football team when i was a sophomore in high school and i got the crap kicked out of me <laughs> but i stuck with it all season <laughs> but um and realized that that was not for me but i wanted to give it a shot yeah. you know what i mean i wanted to get out there and actually experience what what this really was and why why all the hype and and i like to i like to go into things and i <laughs> a couple practices in the coach is like have you even ever watched a professional football game i'm like well you know i watched the super bowl and and the commercials are sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I am every conversation. Yeah. So did you so you just got whomped the first do you remember what position you played? Uh uh tight end. Okay. Dude, what can you explain what tight end is real quick? Oh. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not not even a little bit. No. I, I was gonna I was like kinda confident, but I was like, I don't, it's okay to be like, I don't know. I was gonna ask. No, it, it cool. looked like that guy got tackled the least. And so that <laughs> so <laughs> So I was like, that looks like the position when, for me. When creators yeah. want to play football, when entrepreneurs right. want to play football, I'm just trying it out. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of who we are, though. That's I, I definitely like that about you is just trying new things. And you're just that's what Shaylee said when she I told her that you're coming over today. And, and she was like, oh, yeah, he's such a good he's very uh, well driven and he's always trying new things entrepreneur wise. And I'm like, yes, that's so true. So um, so this, you, the, the store at the mall. Yes, the store at the mall. So I got hired. Okay. Owner wanted to fire me. And his, his wife's like, no, 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 he's such a nice guy. He won't steal from us, at least. So I had that. That's the So standard. I had that That's going. That's the bar. Yeah. The, <laughs> so um, it turned out when they brought me in the first day, uh, they're like, pass out raffle tickets. We really don't think you're going to, you know, like he, they gave me pretty much the crummy, like, oh, go clean the bathroom, too, yeah. before you pass out raffle That's tickets. That's like holding a sign. Uh, it, dude, but I had my foot in the door. I was like, I- I'm in. The bathrooms, Whatever. I wouldn't clean the bathrooms, probably the best bathrooms ever looked. I handed out those raffle tickets until my hands were orange. And then I hit the sales floor because I knew that that was where I could, where I could actually continue to grow. And I became their top selling salesperson in the first two months I worked there. Easily, quickly. What, what location? And this was the Kelso this location? This Kelso, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me and Craig Marshall. We'd, Craig we'd, uh, oh, man, that remember, name sounds familiar. Do you remember Seamarsh? Yeah, I went to R.I. Long. I, I, man, the, the name totally sounds familiar. I, I, I may put put a face to it, but so okay, so that's so dope. So you worked there. Um, how many years? I'm wondering. I'm trying to think of like around it when it was when I would have been there. So I graduated 2010, um, and I worked at PacSun was my first job when I. It was like the day I turned 16, and then I had worked there for easily See, I didn't know a year. you worked at PacSun first. Well, so so the manager of, of Munition actually like sniped me from PacSun. So, okay, okay so, so my PacSun story, <laughs> I started out from PacSun. Um, what I would do is I was also a mall rat and I was in a position in my life like as much as I thought it was so cool to work at PacSun, I was also in this like weird position at home where I needed a job. I was like starting to like things are on, I'm on my own, you know, I need money. Yeah. And so I luckily I had the brains to like, why don't I do something that I like? 
And so I went to PacSun and I would go in there and I'd set my skateboard in my, in my backpack outside and I would check on my resume. And I, would, I got to the point where I was just joking and I was annoying and like they, I'd come in and she's like, we're not hiring, you know, we're not hiring yet, Jake and whatever. But, um, so what I did though, to keep proving myself, um, I hope that I'm not like misremembering this and thinking that I'm way cooler than I am. I always forget that. But uh, for what What's I remember, four man. I mean, what's <laughs> right. Yeah. Make yourself sound cooler because yeah. nobody else can tell them. <laughs> but it's a podcast in in my hometown that I still live in. Right. <laughs> Hilarious. I can't lie. But no. Anyway, so so what I would do is I would I would put my bag outside and then I would go convince one of the managers to uh, let me sell to a customer to prove it. So that was my calling a ton of times. And so I'd be like, no, I trust me. Like I, and I wouldn't say anything obviously like off the wall or I wouldn't be a jackass of course, but I would just go talk to people. Cause I liked, I liked learning about people. And I like, I, I, I genuinely enjoyed, you know, I, I've always complimented people on their attire cause I genuinely enjoy it. when other people are wearing something. It's just like, Hey, you get it. Like, I know that you feel that on the inside and you kind of just want to express it on the outside a little bit. This is my winking at you. And, and me winking at you is saying like, Hey man, I really like those shoes. Connects, it's just, it connects us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. I, I really like it. And I, it's just like this little wink, you know, kind of, you know, bike riders have their wave and Jeep people have their little, it's a Jeep thing. It just yeah. seems like that to me anyway. But, um, so it was really natural and I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed selling, um, worked there for a year, um, met Shaylee, hit on her a lot. And then, uh, I got sniped. It was like offered better. It was probably like a 12 cent raise or something, but I was like, this is moving up. It's moving up. So, um, I want to say that we might've like, I don't know if it was just on paper. We called assistant manager, something maybe for but, Maxon or for fuel, for, for fuel. Okay. I don't know if we even had assistant manager positions I, there. Uh, it was a smaller company, right? Right. but Hey, my resume says assistant manager cause I did assistant manager stuff. That's right. for sure. And I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm sure I would have vouched for you if you didn't. <laughs> right. Right. Down as a Isn't that kind of funny how we have to just, we're like, I don't know. I did these things and they're like, Oh, that means this. And you're like, if you say yeah. so, you no, know, I know all about it. I am my own business. And a lot of people look at yes. that like, Oh, you were the owner. Oh, so you did nothing. Oh man! Like, well, hold on. <laughs> it's hold so on confusing to all to narrow it all down. Well, no one's there to vouch for you at that point. Yeah, and they're like, okay, yeah, cool, sure. Oh right. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So, so skipping forward, owning your own business. So we met through Munition. Um, I had worked there for a little bit. We had become like kind of friends, whatever. Um, and then time moved on a few years, and then you opened up to Cutting Edge. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Well, I'm sh- I'm sure you remember the day that I I gave my uh, my notice. That I that tell I, me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> so so, I'd been a buyer. It, the sales floor had really taught me like social skills, right, which right, I think right. that, which is the part that I was getting to, but it was taking way too long to get to. The, it, this the sales floor was good because it was that trial and error right. of uh, what if I what if I stick my foot in my mouth? What I mean, what whatever I learn from that, I move on and I see what works with people. And same with you. Let me try to sell to someone. Let me try. A lot of people can't ever cross that barrier, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a really important thing for to just just do things. Right. Just it's, just experience things. It's terrifying. They're not all going to be good things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you, you can take them as learning experiences. You can turn them into good things. Um, you hear a lot of famous people say that all the time. That that my mistakes are are no longer mistakes if I learn from them, yeah. and and we have that power. And a lot of people I, may not ever get there. But it's something that I, I keep in my mind all the time. Like, I'm going to make mistakes. I either own them and learn from them or I let them tear me down. Right. I, I think we get stopped with, I'm introverted. Like you just said, like you're, you're kind of shy, right? I it's was. like, like, 
So, so I'm shy. They call me Silent Bob in high school. Oh, that's hilarious, actually. <laughs> oh, that's not hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just give me the look. <laughs> uh, but, but it is funny because we something that I had to deal with with my depression was something it seems so obvious and, and you don't just just the sentence of like you can get better um, we sometimes we're like well I'm depressed you don't understand or I'm this and you don't understand or I'm shy and you don't understand I'm introvert you don't understand um, and we leave it at that and we sit with that um, we, we can't fight who we are of course we have to like sure. bring that with us in everything that we do but a lot of a lot of your life is on the other side of the things that terrify you, and sure. so you can either the, be a victim to them, or yeah. you can continue to fight back. Yeah, exactly, and you have to fight back. And even fighting back to me is even you know like you know not just depression or anxiety or you're feeling sad. It's it's I wonder what this life could be like. I wonder you were like I wonder if I could work here. Like that could be a crazy place to work. I'm pretty shy, but like I bet I could do that pretty good. So you have this itch. You have no idea how to do any of that crap. You don't know anything about that, but you're like, you have this one thing. That's all you had to follow was that one intuition of like, dude, just call him. Well, 25 intuitions of dude, just right. call him again, yeah. <laughs> but, but ju just going for it and pushing past like the, you know, the, the introvertedness, you know, for me, I think a lot of my, um, pushing out of introvertedness was a survival technique. Um, but I mean, it, it shaped me into who I am. I mean, it's absolutely like I, I have one of the most chameleon personalities and, and I used to, you know, think that I was uh, like changing who I am and, and not being authentic when I was talking to certain people it used to make me a little sad. I was like, I don't know who I am. Like I'm always kind of acting a little different around other people, but it's, it's because, you know, w when you grow up in these environments and you grow up like thrown to the wolves and even the exciting things of like, uh, you're 15 or 16 and you're interacting with a new type of person right. multiple times. It's, it's you're like, Oh, here's a grandma right here. And then right behind that grandma is some kid who's 16 and right. he's got four bucks. He's going to get a sticker, <laughs> but you want to, you want to treat him with respect too, because he's looking up to you, you know, like just because grandma has the most money in front of him doesn't mean that you're not going to equally learn something from, from selling to this kid. So, well, and, and communicating with people, I think that we, we get it, we get it twisted. Like that grandma needs something different than, and I can supply that to her right. without losing who I am. Like oh, wow, yes. social skills are really, I, I feel my opinion continues to be that social skills are the most important skill to develop for everyone. Right. Because it, it, you can, and you can do a lot about what's in here, but, and you can do almost nothing about what's out here. But the more you develop mm -hmm. this, the more you elevate what's inside. Yeah, in your heart. It tends to make things better on the outside if you start here if you work on this if you continue to to elevate this and to and, and i think social skills is a, is a big part of that and it helps you pull out of it working retail uh, was was a, a great thing for me in my life because it really taught me a lot about uh, you know uh, assessing a situation and and being able to get make that person's life a little bit better if you could and it's kind of that service, right? Yeah. Like, you know, is that, that word is sometimes taken away with, let's say religion for in my head anyway, sure. like be of service. Yeah. Um, but, but taking that word back a little bit, it is, you know, you're like, I'm introvert and what I really want is to stay in the back room and just text my best friend. But right. what, what, what's got, what's going to be great well, is if I easy. give this and it's easy right? and it's, and it's what, what's scary is outside, right? What's, what's scary is, is that person you're like, what if they're mean to me? What if I suck at selling? Um, what it's all I these things. Podcast and they ask me the meaning of my life or who I am. Yeah. What if they open it up? So let's just switch spaces. <laughs> what do you think about aliens? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
well, uh, okay. So, so we were just talking about your company though. So, yeah. so jumping yeah, from starting business. Yeah. That, so, so which I knew nothing about. Okay. Um, but I knew that I had always wanted to, to, to do something myself and, and I really thoroughly enjoyed apparel. I could see the writing on the wall. Uh, 2008 happened and, um, the market collapsed. Well, so uh, I remember this very distinctly. We came in and we had a meeting that day, and I think there was even a newspaper sitting there. It, again, uh, maybe I'm misrepresenting the facts, but this is, uh, I'll give you the blow by blow of what it's, I did. It's great. Remember. Yeah, that's how. And, and the newspaper's sitting there with the article of the stock market and, and all this stuff, right? And I, I remember the owner saying, cancel every pre book we have. This is the worst thing that ever happened. Wow. Um, it, like, just total panic. Did you follow like stocks and money and that sort of thing? Like, was that just like, Vague, oh, I don't know much about this? Vaguely. Okay. Vaguely. Uh, uh, a little bit. A little bit. As much, yeah. 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 And enough to know that we had like our own kind of ecosystem and our own like economy. And if we panicked and if we canceled every pre book, then that was a self fulfilling prophecy. I knew that that was the, I, my judgment told me that that was the what was going to happen. And sure enough, I mean, three months later, they pull me in and are like, hey, look, I told you we're way down in sales. And I'm like, well, we could sell everything in the store tomorrow. We'd still be 30% down. I mean, that this is a self-fulfilling. You canceled all our new stock coming in. And then, you wonder, and then you wonder why our sales are down. I, I think that... Right. <laughs> I, I think that they took this kind of overall... And I think a lot of people do this. Uh, Oh my God, who's who's president? Oh my God, who's Supreme Court right. justice? Oh my, and, and they forget that really, like, yes, that stuff matters, sure, but but we forget to really look inside and be like, what's what's going to affect me directly? Mm-hmm. What if I can't do anything about that? Genuinely, if I'm not going to stop, if I'm not going to derail everything and dedicate my life to focusing on that one problem, or what I foresee as a problem, then then I really again, need to go inwards and say, how can I continue to make my situation better? Um, what can what can we do in a, in a reasonable way? Uh, canceling all of our, our stock coming in, obviously, was not, yeah. was not the correct it decision. It just means you don't get more stock. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it seems pretty basic math to me, yeah, and, and right. it did at the time. But everyone has their motives. Everyone mm-hmm. has their, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, and, yeah, there could have been so much more than. Well, and know. so I felt when I when I had the opportunity to come back and, and manage the store, I had not ever had the official title of manager. Um, mm. And and I wanted, I, I really wanted the opportunity to come back and show them that we could do better. Right. And so I don't know if you remember, but I mean, we were within the first 30 days, I think we were up like 40%. Yeah, because you came back. As t- just a location. T- took over the store. It, just yeah. the basics. Yeah. I, I, I'm dumb enough to know that if any other human being can do anything, that I can do it. Right. Thank goodness. That, <laughs> and, and that's, and that's kind of how I've always viewed things, is right. that if anybody else can do it, I am also a human being. Right. I also have the same potential to do this thing. And it doesn't mean I'm going to dedicate as much time and effort and, and whatever mm-hmm. and succeed in that area. Uh, possibly not. But, but if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah, it, it always made you a good salesperson too, because I was, I, I always loved, you know, I, I thought I was hot shot, you know, so 
it's funny. I always, I always say, I always catch myself saying that I'm not competitive because um, I never played organized sports. I wasn't ever like sports. Like it was skateboarding. Like I don't care what you're doing. I just want to do the nicest kickflip ever while I'm listening to my music and my headphones. Yep. You know, it, I was never competitive with much. But I think as we're talking, uh, like watching you sell or like watching the way that you're like just watch and you just would go do this thing you know like you you come through and, and i i don't remember exactly but i feel like you probably like retrained a, f- a few of us in in some sort of ways like just by coming in and, took a lot of trial and error man yeah. that did that didn't come naturally to me right that took years and years of being out on the floor and seeing what worked and seeing what yeah. and and i was genuinely the passionate I about see the it, product and that, that by helped. the time i see it you're a natural Right. Yeah. And, and right, so, yeah, so you see the final. Right. So you're polished. You're LeBron to me. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing is also being passionate about the product is that was a huge thing that I learned from you that I always pass on to anybody in retail that I know, um, you know, young kids in any advice is learn about the product. Because not only does it make you love it, the more it makes you be able to explain it to the customer. It makes you be able to uh n- know what you're selling them. Like if they if they happen to not kill animals. And, you know, this person looks like they, they, they care about that sort of thing. It's something that you're going to mention, you know, it's, it's not, not meant to be well, a ploy on it. Know your craft. No, right. Hone your craft, man. Right. And, um, <laughs> I don't know why I went to killing animals. But I just want to, rev- I can't just <laughs> I was trying to steer that. the ship there a yeah, little you're bit. You're like, yeah, bro. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking of like Tom's where they donate a, yeah. a thing. Like, like that's genuinely great. When people would come in to buy Tom's, it's like, I honestly want to sell you toms because i think they're awesome you know i think what they stand for is awesome and so you learn more about them i think toms fundamentally changed the way that um toms and businesses like toms actually fundamentally changed the way that at least the consumer that was within their demographic purchased because it made them conscious of what they were buying right it It asked an additional question and it was a question of is what i'm doing creating a bigger impact than myself and I think that that's a hard question to turn off. Right. I think that once a consumer goes there, that's true. that they that they like continue that. to ask themselves whether or not that drives the, all of their purchasing decisions, um, at least in our niche, I think that it caused people to ask additional questions about, you know, uh, I love Nike shoes, but are kids, are, are kids really stitching them in some warehouse somewhere? And, and yeah. is what I'm doing enabling that or is what I'm doing yeah. contributing to something the, better th- these are things that it's like yeah once you learn that information you can't really just pretend to, to not know it um, and it's you know it, it does feel good saying you know there's something that I just learned about and, and I could do a little bit you know for example Shaylee brings um, metal straws everywhere that we go and she's like I know it's not much, but it's it's a couple less plastic straws that are being used. Seems like plastic isn't isn't super great for the world. So I, I like how I get my uh, paper straw in a giant plastic cup, though. That always and it disintegrates. Yeah, I know what's happening. <laughs> They're like, we're just doing the effort, and we're like, but the point. Yeah, the the, the thematic of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so so you you had the business cutting edge. Yep. Um, that that was cool. What what kind of let, let's so anybody who doesn't know any listeners who weren't familiar, let's tell what kind of clothing that we sold at Munition and then at Cutting Edge. Uh, action sports lifestyle apparel, footwear, uh, accessories. Right. Kind of kind of demographic was like that eighteen to mm, more like probably thirteen to early twenties. Right. Yeah, I'd say so. So right. Um, you know, it wasn't all skateboarding necessarily. Um, yeah. a lot we of it was like lifestyle. Yeah. And, and when I branched off to cutting edge, I wanted to explore more like the, 
uh, you know, it, it was something new and exciting to me. I could do whatever I wanted with it. I could bring in whatever brand I wanted. So I tried yeah. uh, some some like MMA, some lifestyle. Some we actually did very very well with our high end denim. Yep. Um, that was very trendy. Well, at the well time. yeah, that was at, at that point. It's kind of funny now because I'm not sure if they're as as trendy. There might just be a whole demographic that I don't see. Yeah. But because um, I'm not into the retail world now, but uh, that was with as far as styles go, you definitely had that that lockdown in our town style too. Right. Yeah. Around here, you that was definitely you know. Well, we were able to hone in on things I'd I'd worked in this this specific area for so long that uh, I was lucky enough to have. A, a lot of knowledge about what people are coming and looking for. Um, and so, so branching off and start, Hey, I, I had no idea if anybody was ever going to walk through my doors and I, I'm, I don't think there's been anything in my life besides probably having my children that has made me physically shake. But mm-hmm. I remember the right. first person that came in and bought something and it, it could have been cause we pulled an all nighter to get open too. But uh, the first person that bought something, I physically was like, shit, my hands were shaking. And that's a, that's <laughs> you remember a, what it was, what the item was? Yeah, it was a beanie. Yes. Yep. Awesome. I set up a, a, I had no hat display. So last minute, I brought in an artificial Christmas tree and set all my hats around. And everyone thought it was genius because it was the holidays. So everyone called it the yeah, hat tree. Yeah, I had it planned You could out. see it in the window. You could see it in the, you know, I feel drew like people I in. This. Yeah. <laughs> I loved I loved the displays there. I remember it was always cool to like redo the displays, and then we would send them out to you guys and send them to the other stores. Like the other stores would send display ideas yep. around. That was always really cool too. Uh, my favorite part of the job was merchandising. Absolutely, yeah. I whether I own my own business or whether it was fuel, when it, and even in buying, in buying, what I do is I would ask the the vendor for like three catalogs. I would have one catalog that I would just cut every picture of the items out. And I would lay it all out on the table, and I'd merchandise per month what what matched what and what looked good with what, and put outfits together and yeah. and and put together display ideas. And I've never been very. Uh, I, I feel like I've got a lot of artistic thoughts, but actually pulling them out of my body and putting them onto anything right. is like something that maybe I never exercised enough mm-hmm. it feels very foreign to me it'd be like me trying to sit here and write a, a sentence in spanish um it's it's not going to happen it's not going to be legible right. so um but in my mind i was always very good at putting things together having clear concise uh, any any brand i've ever worked with where I like uh, i really love the creative behind apparel i love the creative right. i love the yeah. I, I love the idea of being able to put something together that um, that appeals to people and that and that um, yeah it, it, yeah dude that, me me too that's exactly that, how I am it's it's cool when you finally find some some outlet too like yeah. you probably were never expecting when you're this introverted guy who's just calling a bunch of times to get this cool job you think <laughs> you never expected to to realize that you're like, oh, this is a creative outlet for me. You know, I know all, all humans yep. have to me. I think all humans have. I wanted access a great creativity. And, I wanted to sell skateboards. Right. And then when, when I got into it, I'm like, wait, this clothing stuff is pretty awesome. And then when right. I when I went to Vegas to the trade shows, it was like game over. Uh, I, the first trade show mm-hmm. I ever went to was in Hood River. And I remember they asked me and I used to I used to, <laughs> I'd skip school or I would. I had a job at the hospital. I'd skip that. I would, if the owners were coming, I was going to be at the store, whether I was scheduled or not. I was going to load the stock in. I was going to talk to them, get in front of them. Yeah. Like, and, um, 
because I knew that that's just that's the heart of an entrepreneur. To, that's I mean, what that's, I wanted to do. Right. And um, I remember the first trade show they asked me to go to. They just asked me to come as a guest and kind of see if if I wanted to do this. And the first uh, we sat down and looked at Etnies, Etnies shoes. Remember Etnies? Yes, I Big do. E on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> we sat down and we looked at Etnies shoes and. Um, I smell something when I think of Etnies. Right. I think just because I walked in the Leather. rain with just like dirty Etnies yeah. for so long. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they the just smell like the E feet. that everybody had. Like you say Etnies and I'm just like, yeah, I smell what that yeah. means. <laughs> so I, I looked down and I, I literally was looking at footwear, had a Sharpie in my hand and was marking in a catalog what I thought would sell. And I'm like, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Epic. Like hand me shoes and ask me if they're cool. Like that, <laughs> yes. And the, and I'll give you my opinion. And then the longer I got into it, the more excited I was because I realized my opinion didn't matter. That <laughs> it that it really was <laughs> that it really it was more about the the marketplace, right? And and learning what people saw and why they saw it in a way that they didn't even realize was was going on. Right. And it kind of changes your your reality a little i mean that's intense but it changes the way oh, when you absolutely. walk around at a mall you, you see things in a different sense than, yeah. than shoppers do yeah absolutely uh, trying to get inside consumers heads is um was exciting and, and it right. changed every day every day there was something new every day there was something different uh, we didn't stay on one idea or one concept or one thing too long because the marketplace is so fast we were always six months ahead at least we were always looking at new things. We were always, and it's funny because all these brands, obviously, communicate or all go off the same stuff because one year they'd all have plaid or one year they'd all have, you know. And so it was exciting to see, like, things change and ideas come around that you're like, no way will that. And sure enough, you'd, you'd start selling it. You couldn't get enough of it. You know what I mean? Like, it was. I mean, okay, so what do you think about some of the, it's it's hard to not see some of the trends from the younger kids because I, I, I've, I've followed trends. I enjoy a lot of trends. I'm just, I'm a fan of pop culture. Yeah. I think I think humans and in, in what we do with culture and in fashion especially is the most cool thing. Like, it's just, I'm obsessed with it. But I do notice that, you know, when I get a little more, um, lately, for example, less on social media, a little less connected from a lot of the music. I've been DJing a lot less. Um, <clears throat> I don't really watch much TV. I'm just getting disconnected. So I feel like I'm starting to see some of the trends from the outside. Maybe I'm on the back half of them or I'm not really following them as much. And maybe that's just getting older really as like a fashionable dude. Could but, be. um, do, do you, <clears throat> the, the, the trends, the trends are, are, are cool to see. Uh, do you see anything that's like, way different now because now we have technology we have less of the human eye now we have more of the decisions being made by a lot of this stuff i i fear that is probably a lot less artistic decisions and, and more like oh kids from this rural area like this based off these statistics that we pulled from their instagram oh, algorithms you know what i mean so so much more insight yeah uh with social media than there was i mean it was myspace back in our day and yeah. no one had really compute like put that together in a way that made any any sense to anybody other than right. it was just random stuff being thrown yeah. at the wall and you can't do anything with that information now right. now you we can't have a conversation and not see six ads about it when i get on facebook mm -hmm. on my you know it, right so it, it they they have it so computed and so it, it's it's a different landscape yeah. for sure and uh instagram influencer could come on tomorrow and set a trend 
I mean, right. it's it, it's so much different than like them looking out for so long. And I think that's why you started seeing big companies do things like quick releases or or drops, or they realize their window to react to these things is so much smaller. It is, and, and it, so they true. need to be able to jump on something right now versus uh, something used to happen in Europe, and then it slowly trickled over to East Coast, and then it slowly trickled over to California, and then it slowly trickled back up to us. Yeah, and um, and I don't think it's that way anymore because now someone can mass be like, "Hey, check out these kicks on Instagram," and it gets so many likes that all the shoe companies are probably like, "Oh crap." Right, like fire, oh, we didn't realize we're going fire that up the way. Machine, like yeah, I mean, and and, well, and that's how it is. I mean, there's there's probably crazy amounts of companies now that their job they probably have, let's say, giant office buildings, and it's just people surfing the internet waiting for trends to hit. So they're the first ones to hit trends, or even so. to influence trends. To influence when, trends. When I was yeah, um, certainly. so when I when I shut down my our stores mm-hmm. when when the writing was on the wall, kind of for BC malls. It, consumers kind of changed the way they they shopped and they um, and did things. One of the first things I did was besides going out and getting my real estate license and and trying to figure out where I wanted to go and experience and and uh, totally shift gears into something new and different um, and diversify myself a little bit. Right. I felt like I was so honed in on this one thing that was my my passion and my goal, and I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing missing anything. Um, in a way that was still responsible and, and, and still true to myself. Um, but I, I started sales repping for Sullen, which was is like a tattoo art inspired. I forgot brand. about that, actually. I forgot uh, that you did that. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And, the, and um, man, that uh, I got to experience some really cool things. It just happenstance. Um, the sales manager at the time calls me. like It was like 1030 on a Monday night. And he's like, dude, third flight just got canceled. I need you to go pitch this brand to Amazon and Zoomies tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow morning, like 6 a.m. And I'm like, yep. Of course. I remember I, I like, no thought. no, I had no idea who was going to watch the kids. Jackie had a job. I knew she was going to have to call in sick. I knew she wasn't going to like that. <laughs> I, but oh, no. I, I went, yeah. Of abso- course, of course. I went, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I'm there. It, you know, but I would have dragged my, my child into the Amazon buyer's office before I would have said no yeah. to that. Hold him, and, please. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an iPad, dude. Like, chill. Yeah, right. and, uh, <laughs> Do you have an iPad for him, please? Right. <laughs> Do you have an HD Fire 10? <laughs> um, so, so I was like, yes, absolutely. And and I went up there. I'd never even seen the line. They'd been testing all this. Like, they'd done all this market research about like, where they wanted to go and who they wanted their customer to be. And he's like, so I stayed on the phone with him until like 2.30 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, and he's just trying to run me through all this stuff. And he's like, Dude, good luck. I, I can't get there, but I have these meetings. They're valuable meetings. We right. can't blow them off. So, Pulled good luck. Through. And I, I remember showing up to Amazon and just being like, "This is next, next level." Like again, this is what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Right? How, and, how have uh, I put myself here somehow? Right. You know? Right. Just the just the energy and the like. And I don't know that I would share the same views as everyone works there or anything like that. But like just the, just the overall culture of like where, where I had seen retail come from Mm -hmm. when I walked in, I'm like, this is where retail is, is going. Oh, right. And, and, and it it, like instantly was like this nostalgic, like, especially from a small, here's the ship too. I'd fallen off the ship. I'd been floating around, you know what I mean? Floating in the ocean, kind of like, getting well, skinny not- and growing a beard and then all of a sudden I'm like Wilson <laughs> <laughs> and losing a couple Wilsons along the yes. way and um, and all of a sudden I'm like wait the, here's here's what's next 
Right. And the the cruise ship like comes to comes to pick you up, right? Yeah. I mean the yeah, the next level hovercraft. Yeah. So so yeah. so how did that go? You know, be mindful of not disclosing any information, but No, no, no. It it went awesome. I, yeah. I remember standing in the room and I was like, "Hey, uh and I, I mean, I have to be myself." Of that, course. That, and um what other option is there? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Hey, so if I look excited about this line, it's because I am. I've never seen it either. So let's do this. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I'm like, I know the brand. I know the culture. I had all the stats. Uh, you know, a lot of these big, um, like Amazon, Zoomies, they look, now they're looking for what kind of, how many people can you draw on our store? How many, how much traffic can you draw, draw to our site? What's your online following? And I know that that's a big change from like back in the day. They're like, hey, what's cool? What's funny? What's... How yeah, what's sold, or or, or like what's uh, like is Corey Duffel shredding it? What's he wearing? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that's how it was for me. Fashion was influenced not by that stuff, mm-hmm. but it was by like whoever is killing it the most. That's who I'm gonna wear that. Like, yep. yeah, no, exactly. And uh, this was very much like, look, it, we're doing. We have this many views. We have this many followers. We have this many. And Amazon was was all over it and was mm-hmm. like, yeah, absolutely, let's do this. And it was it was just very cool. Like, I remember I asked the buyer. If you wanted to go get lunch after the after the meeting, I'm like, dude, let's go grab something to eat. Like, I'd love to pick your brain about this. And and he didn't have. He, I mean, they had like, they're like, okay, thirty minutes now. And at thirty minutes, they're like, hard stop done. I it's mean, just that's like in the movies, like these reality TV shows. Next it's level, like, it's like what it is. Yep, yep. And um, and he's like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, you guys probably have a couple of places to eat here, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, see that building out the window. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we own that building too. And he's like, see this building out the other window. He's like, yeah, we own that one too. And, I think they own like two or three more now, but it was so next level that I, I was just like, this is unreal, hmm. super, um, super cool thing to experience. Well, so we were talking about yesterday, we were talking on the phone house actually in the mall. Uh, yeah. We were getting some candles from Bath and Body Works because they smell so good. Yeah. Um, is that one of the ones you bought? Yeah. When you had burning when I came? Oh, white mint maybe nice. is what it's called. Nice yeah, it's nice, nice and clean. Cool. Thanks. Good. I'm very I'm always self-conscious <laughs> about the scents. I always just I wish yeah. that it wasn't weird to ask someone to be like, "Hey man, do you like the scents in here? Does it smell good in here?" It's like big what deal. what if they walk in and you're just like, "Hey bro, it's a big deal, man. Smell." Yeah. Yeah. Scents are huge. But anyway, Bath and Body Works, uh, and I called you and we we're talking about kind of it's just strange it feels weird in the mall, you know. It's it's I had worked in the mall. I had at one point I had three jobs just in the mall. And so I would like get off my shift here and I would go grab food from the food court and I'd walk down over here and like change in the service hallway on the way or in the back room, you know, sort of thing. Like always we both lived in the mall. And so like the environment of it was very, you know, honestly, I want to say I wouldn't have said it back then, but, but to me it's, it was very comfortable and homely to me. I know that that seems kind of weird because you, you think of a mall that's, that's, in a small town, it's just kind of like quiet background music, and it seems no a dust cloud. Goes my by. sister ice skated when I was a kid, so I grew up in oh, right. Lloyd Center in Clackamas Mall. Oh right, right, right. They have ice so skater. I, I have a very deep seated yes love. I think a lot of people do genuine love of the mall yeah. and of what it what it represented, which was the people coming together mm-hmm. and and being able to you know it, it was like a it, it was a perk of life. Mm-hmm. It was something that was fun, and and we used to treat it as such yeah it was an outing to go to the mall now we were talking about on the phone yesterday now it's which i'm not projecting that these are just a a terrible evil thing change is good i'm just observing that it is certainly so different we go to to the mall to go directly to one store it's a Um, chore yeah it's a yeah it's it's on our tasks now i've added 
as an errand. And it used to be like, hey, you want to go hang out at the mall? Yeah, yeah, sweet. I mean, when I was a kid, we'd all pile in the car and we'd all go to Clackamas and right. we'd, we'd you'd get something good at the food court. You'd hang around. You'd look for what's new. You'd look yeah, for food court, exciting. Food court you'd food. even meet people. I mean, when I was young, it was it was cool to go there and and, and meet people and right. and talk to them and other skaters or something. If it's dude, a food yeah, court kids absolutely, or absolutely, yeah. Huh. Dang, yeah, it's it's so weird how how different it, it is now. Um, it's again, I I don't think that it's such a bad thing. I, I am curious where where it's going to go. Though, what do you think? So the 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 B and C. I mean, it's on its way out, but I wonder. I don't just think they're just going to be empty buildings in five to 10 years. I, I imagine usefulness. The, you know, the company who owns like our mall, isn't it a huge company in there? You know, the, no. Should, no, it's not. So someone just bought it actually oh. a smaller group of investors. Okay. Um, some local, some out of, I think it's Arizona bought okay. it and, and are, uh, and have been talking about redeveloping it. Um, I, I don't know again, any, or? I don't know any specifics. I know while I was there, they always talked about re- remodeling it too. Yeah, I think um, so. I think that's kind of a constant, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna do that. They used to bring in a map, and they'd show me all the photo and pose logos of right. all the different stores. And I'm like, hey, that's great. I can use paint too. But who's actually signed a lease here? And right. Well, but you know, so we're they, in talks with. But that's yeah. part. But that's part of the game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they want you to stay. They want you to so. Well, so so what do you see for the the future of? of malls i i don't know i, I want to be optimistic that there's going to be some sort of i mean because i'm someone who shops on amazon i'm someone who shops online all the time i love the internet i think it's great all the kids christmas presents this year of course yeah it's a lot less them. havoc um yeah. i was done in, i was done hey i, I do, do you wonder what it does to to communities if, if it's if it's a more of a a bad thing for small communities for example well i think it's it's a shift for sure, yeah. um, the, it's a very good question. I think that uh, it increases business in in different different ways, as far as it, it is employing a lot of people to deliver these packages. Um, it's employing you know it it's employing a lot of people as far as the areas where these distribution centers open up. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I, I don't. I mean, time will tell. Yeah, kind of hard to say. Yeah, I, I think that the going somewhere and experiencing something will never go away. Mm-hmm. We are like, that's the kind of creatures we are. We're going to continue to go to Mexico or Disneyland or because that's a, that's a good experience. We feel good about it. And while we're there, typically we'll purchase something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want to take a part of that with us. And um, same as in our store, we always wanted someone to come in and feel good first. And then if they wanted to take a part of that with them, and, and it was kind of this, it, right. we could add to their life, right? And so I think that you'll see a lot of the malls go more to experience-based, um, you know, strictly come in and buy cool stuff, I think, is, is going away. Okay. And uh, part, of, part of what, uh, and maybe I'll share a market secret that I'm not supposed to share, but when I had the meeting with Zoomies, the buyer's like, don't tell anybody, but we, we've never sold clothing and apparel and footwear. He goes, we sell fun. We've always sold fun and we'll continue to sell fun because that's huh. something everyone can wrap their head around and it's something that it can, can appeal to everyone. And, and It makes and total really, sense. And they've continued to do pretty well. Well, you, I remember you told me once, I think, that they uh, they designed their layout to, to implicate like a boy's messy room, mm-hmm. kind of like it, we feel more comfortable there if you're, mm-hmm. if you're an average shopper that's that age. Yep. That's great. So it's uh, it, I think that they're much more in tune with who they're 
who their consumer is, who's actually coming in and continue to buy things. Um, then some other businesses that are like, oh, it's all about the brands we carry or it's all about the, like, they were much more about the experience in their store and the fact that it, fun fun and selling fun would, is a universal principle that it, it, yeah, it just makes will sense. never change. Yeah, yeah who yeah, doesn't it, want fun? Well, it, Amazon sells us time or the illusion of time. And, and that's really, that, Very true. That's, that's been super trendy, I feel like, uh, as far as Uber goes, uh, they sell the illusion of time. It, but you'll see people in Vegas that are standing there waiting for their Uber as taxis drive by. I mean, but, but they're selling you the illusion of time. Right. And that's really like... We are suckers uh, for that one. Well, too. time is your most valuable asset. So, so I get it. Uh, but there's, there's going to be some figuring. I think there's going to be some self-correction as far as... People need those experiences. They're healthy mm. things. Um, going to the mall was much more about being with your friends or meeting people or socially getting Certainly. in front of people. And um, I think that it, there's got to be some way that the market will will correct itself right. to an extent. Yeah, I, I kind of do wonder, you were saying experiences. I, I don't know. I'm always thinking of, of the daydream side of things, it would be cool if there was a new sort of thing that's not even a thing yet at all um, that, that comes up in terms of uh, m- maybe it is a, when we go shopping, we make sure that it's fun. So we go to the mall. I don't know what that means. You know, maybe it's, it's a slip. You can't even get in the front doors unless you slip and slide in, you know? Right. I don't know. That always sounds cool to me. It's, <laughs> well, you're an artist. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're looking to create something. Please out, put a ball pit in the entrance Yeah. <laughs> for like grandmas, all ages. Like you, it's not an option. Like you right. can't walk around. It'll be some, something infused with the technology, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and I think that VR and yeah. without going too far off into the weeds, it's I think nice. virtual reality will, will supplement a lot of the experience based mm. based things and when they can when they can take you across the world and replicate the experience i think it's like 90 some percent of the experience now the smells the touch the touch the feeling of being there mm-hmm. um it'll be pretty interesting. the future is going to be a pretty interesting beast and, and i think you i think you're hitting on something as in like it, it's going to be something that none of us are really quite right. comprehending right now and that's kind of where, you know, just, just as a general blanket statement with all of like the technology, the AI, the, I mean, even I'm going to say political system, I think all of it, in my opinion, I think in 10 to 15 years, it's going to be massively unrecognizable. Yeah. Um, well, but I think if we go back 10 to 15 years and, and I, remember I, history. We, yeah. We, uh, 2008, we even the, the cra- or wait, was it? Two, so 2008, 2008 was a crash. Was a, 2007 yeah. was when the iPhone was invented. That tells you a perspective of, of how different our world is. I made a post yesterday about... Um, about us just kind of being monkeys with magic boxes in our hands. You do not leave the house without your phone. It's part of you now. Yep. And not that long ago, you know, 2007. Dude, when that, I was a kid, was... You, you got home. The first thing you did is you checked the voicemail. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you walked right. in the house and you checked voicemail. And you walked and you wrote around it as it played. Yeah. You, you, would, you would roam your house as it just plays over. Yep. And what would you even do, I wonder? Like, what, what do you do as your voicemail is playing? You think you're doing something, but you're not doing it. You're picking stuff up and putting it back down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to be, be conscious of your time. Um, I didn't ask you before we began. Are, are you good on? Yeah, I got a, a few more minutes. Okay. Um, so so let's, let's round about with, uh, of course, I'm always, you know, knowledge is very much power. We've already given them a lot of knowledge here. Um, I would like to maybe just kind of end, end it here um, with a little advice for younger people who are still working in retail. Um, something that, that Shaylee and I have noticed um, when we go to, let's say, 
you know, Vancouver mall or Portland mall, or, or even when I'm traveling around, I go to different malls. Um, the person behind the counter that, you know, th- their heart and soul is not in it. Um, the way that me and my coworkers were, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that like you're doing it wrong, but I'm saying Retail that this world stick. is different. Yeah. yeah. This world is different. And, and they're kind of in here. Like you, you said yesterday, we were talking on the phone, we mentioned it, like they don't want to be there at all. And I think that to me, there's a lot of that, that could, we could see this as, that's, maybe that's just the introvert side of you and you should push against that a little bit. So I just want to, anybody who is currently working in a retail store and you feel like you just hate it and you don't really want to put your love and your passion into the designs and the displays and the customers and all these things, I think you should. I would be willing to bet that Bob thinks you should. Um, what, what do you think, man? Absolutely. I think that it, what gets missed is is that your first job is really an opportunity. And, and I don't think that we have enough. It, it really comes down to the companies recognizing that training people to be better people is something that we're missing. We treat, we train them to be better employees. We give them a whole bunch of stuff, but we don't explain to them why, Mm -hmm. how this applies to your life long-term, this job, this ability to do the trial and error, to, to enhance your social skills. And my goodness, to do it in a, in an environment that's fun, Right. I I loved the fact that I got to come inside. I wasn't picking up a shovel. I was folding a, a cotton shirt uh-huh. and talking about something that I liked. Yeah. And 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 above and beyond that, I I didn't even if I wasn't super passionate about a product or a shoe or we could we could find common ground and I could learn why you were and I could try I could either apply that to my life or I could or I could realize that's not for me. Uh, but it, we should really be explaining to people like that this is very valuable to you. Yes, it pulls you away from your mm-hmm. phone. And I'm sure that we could dive into that rabbit hole for a very long time. There was a huge, uh, we, we struggled as an employer to keep employees by telling them their phone had to be turned off and in the back. Mm-hmm. That was almost too far for them. They almost would pass up the job. I don't know that if you, they, can you do that now? Is that a thing that doesn't no fly well? Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Maybe it's um, unusual. I know it doesn't fly well. Of course. Um, and and uh, I think that we we feel disconnected and we get it gives people anxiety and they don't realize that sometimes that's, that's not a bad thing. Recognize mm-hmm. why you're getting that anxiety. Definitely, man. Learn something about yourself and live in the present. It gives you a very good opportunity. Someone explained to me a long time ago. He said, no matter what is going wrong in your life, if you can leave it on the other side of the door and work can be your escape from those things, because mm. life's going to give you drama. Life's going to give you mm-hmm. life's going to give you a list longer than you like of things that you need to get done or things that you're going to have anxiety about. If you can get to work, shut off your phone and escape that, and focus on developing skills that will help enhance that when you walk back out the door. Work can be a vacation. You literally can escape the worries of life because you can't do anything about right. them while you're at work. You can literally escape those things and just enjoy yourself and have fun. And the success is the byproduct. Right. And so we're not we're not doing enough people development. We're doing a lot of employee. Dev- and I think that it's puzzling to a lot of businesses. They're probably like, well, we have a great training program. And, and we miss the human aspect. It's all school. And we know that school, school wasn't for me. Um, I got through high school. But school is so confining. And I had to learn so much stuff that I'm like, I, I'm not interested in this. I don't feel like this is going to apply. Um, some of it 
has, some of it hasn't. Right. But but I want but I'm also a very motivated and driven person. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't fit in that in that box. And I think we we miss the the human element of of training people. Dude, I, I absolutely agree. I think that I, I always think of things like why does people have you ever heard of Simon Sinek? He's a he's a, a leadership motivational type speaker, but he goes around companies and does um, a job that just seems phenomenal. Is he goes and uh, revamps companies when they don't know what's going on? They're like these things are good, or or their um, their uh, dynamics between humans aren't going well. The culture, the culture, the dynamics between humans. Probably one of the but, most important parts of your business. I know, but it's crazy how the most prof- he profoundly changes these huge businesses by going in and sometimes, you know, speaking for, for 45 minutes and then sometimes obviously having like a weekend course or whatever. But I think, uh, I, I think that it's, it's a good challenging yourself in, in starting a job when you're in these jobs and not seeing it as how, as how do I do this job the best or how do I pretend to love this job or how do I love this job? Like, when you're when you're doing it, say what what can I mine from this opportunity? Um, and, and a lot of that is is people. If you're working in the customer service, a lot of times we get caught up in these like, "Hello, how are you today? Have a good day," and that thing. We read a script. Yes, and and, and what a lot of businesses tell you to read the script. I mean, I've been there. Don't 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 go outside of our confines. Don't and it, I didn't stay. I didn't stay at those places. I I needed. I personally know that I have to be me to right. be happy. And, um, and so I've, I've always stuck around. Do you, do you think that the, what, how do we break this illusion of when I go to say you're, you're working at Burger King and I come up and I'm like, Hey buddy, how are you? What's up, man? And you're like, I'm good, sir. What is your order? And I'm just trying to make you talk to me. I'm trying to make you talk to me. This is something I do. I want to, you know, I like to like, like, Hey man, I just want to let you know that I think that you're a human and I do appreciate that you're taking my order, you know, like whatever. You make my life better. How do we as consumers? How do we, on both sides, how do we always remember that like, hey man, like I just like that little whisper thing I was talking about, like, hey, I like your shoes. Like where can we as listeners and as individuals on both sides of this cash register often do this? Where can we insert these? Hey man, I know that this stuff is crazy and you're just saying your thing, but I appreciate you. Thank you. I think we could be more grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. A big part of um, uh, the first manager I ever had told me, we are going to thank everyone, whether they bought something or not, for coming in our store. They didn't have mm. to do that. They didn't, we want to thank them. Mm-hmm. It, without, <laughs> and a lot of businesses miss this, a lot of employees miss this, it, it, it becomes a you versus me thing. And I, every aspect of my life, I've always questioned, why does anything have to be you versus me? It never has to be that. It should be us. We should come together and figure this out. And we should both be grateful that we were able to do that and that we were able to work with each other. Uh, You don't have to like someone, but you should be grateful for the opportunity to, to mine the experience. Yeah, dude, I love that. That's beautiful. I I really actually, I totally entirely agree. I think that we should be grateful on both sides of the cash register, regardless of where it's at. Um, I think that we should both, both meaning on both sides of the cash register, where there's, wherever this is in customer service world, um, just be more grateful, be grateful for the opportunity, be grateful for the, the thing that you're buying, for the money in your wallet that you're pulling out. I mean, sometimes we get so caught up with, as we're having this transaction with our right hand, we're texting with our left hand, right? You know, this is something that I started this little set, this thing a few minutes ago was Shaylee and I noticed that a lot of the employees don't do this. Well, you know, something that I could do better on my end is I could 
be like, you know what, when I walk into PacSun or when I walk into Zoomies, I'm going to just try not to touch my phone no matter what. So I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to try to bring them out of their thing because I know that I'm good at conversation and I know that maybe I can remind them, pull them out of their day, pull them out of, the, you know, as the employees, pull them out of their, their script. So well, and the phone is a, a fun, it, it's a, it's a light. It's a fun, it's a, it's a, it's a distraction. It's mind candy. It's very yeah. easy to be on your phone watching things. Um, there's no chance of rejection or of putting your foot in your mouth or, right. of, you you're, know, you're if you, somebody, if you're looking at your phone, right. Somebody in there. Right. Well, and, and you're kind of falling into that instinct of your introvert. You're kind of like, I'm busy. I'm kind of doing this and you know what I mean? But you're missing your experiences. Mm-hmm. You're looking at something that I would say is mostly fake. Yes. Honestly, I, I, I think that I've come to the conclusion that it, most of it is not real. It, it, where, where you get real is you talk to people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've, even the nuances of, of how someone acts or their facial expressions, or their, it, there's so much value there of sitting down mm-hmm. and talking to someone face-to-face. Dude, yeah. And that, that we are completely going away from as a society and, um, and, and all that matters is how you paint this story. And, and it's a form of art. It is. Um, it's, it's a skill. And, yeah. and how you paint this story to everyone else. But there's not, but, but at the end of the day, there's not as much substance, I don't think. There's I, a I, lot of content. There's not as much yeah, substance. Yeah, a, a lot of, you know, the, the word connection has kind of been, been jumbled around. Like, yeah, we're connected, but are we really? You know, we're... Right. we're we can be connected, but we don't feel connected. Sure. Um, that's something that, you know, like you knew me before as like a pretty confident, good salesperson, but with a lot of uh, getting in, into technology and all of my personal issues, you know, started to get more depressed and more like looking into my phone. And, and then I would sure enough be the person who's never interacting with the employee. Um, I just got into that cave and, and I know pr- firsthand how easy it is to not make that effort. But what I do so I can be the best version of myself. And so maybe I can inspire other people to be, to be the best version of themselves is I say, okay, man, you're walking into the store. Let's put your chest out. You know, you're a lobster right now. You got, you got a good posture, put your chest out. Let's take your AirPods out. So they know you're ready to listen. Um, there's certain times when I'll, you know, of course go shopping with headphones in. Sometimes I don't think it's a huge deal, but I don't know. Sometimes when I feel that I have a little extra give, a little extra to give, I should. So that's what I do. Um, so I think listeners be on both sides of the register and, and just just communicate and just just be open. Try a little more. And feels really good. It does feel I, really good. Of all the years of experience that I've had doing different things, when you genuinely can connect with someone, when you can make their life, I've had so many people come in and they're just kind of going through life or they're just kind of going through the day. Or, and, and I was able to, whether they bought something or not, they were able to leave my store feeling good. Yes. And if yes. we could, if if we would recognize that, and, and sometimes I'd come in and I was having the worst day, but I would leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. And and even it would even feel forced at first sometimes. Like I was like, but I knew it was good for me. And all of a sudden, I'd, all of a sudden, everything would turn around. And, and, and I'm not sure that any technology can give us that. Mm. That gut, like, I, I actually feel really good. Yeah. And, and that's something that I think that is missed. Yeah. And, and I and I miss a lot of that interaction that that retail used to be a very fun, fun environment. And it'll be interesting to see how it comes full circle. And people people are going to want that experience with the things they're buying. The convenience of buying it now through your b- big platforms is very enticing. 
but I think that there's there's a huge opportunity for people to yeah. to figure out how to correctly put the experience back in. Um, well, because it'll it'll be something that if you told me right now what it looked like, I'd probably tell you no way. Usually, <laughs> right, the, that's, usually that's the future how I truth too. is more bizarre than we. It's gonna blow really our grasp. minds. Yeah, yeah. We're not even gonna be able to conceptualize it now. Yeah. But that's I, that's you know. Money is not the only currency, and I, I do always say that, but something I can add to that now is time is not the only currency as well. You know, th- think about the things that you're doing. You know, you're going to go buy a shirt because you have a, a good night planned tonight. Well, why not, why not just slow it down and not rush in and rush out? Why not be like, let's try to have a good experience while I'm going to get the shirt for my night out, not just save all my fun for the night out, you know, stuff like that back to the journey, man. That's your advice. Enjoy the journey. No matter how big or small, Mm -hmm. if, if all you're thinking about is going and getting the shirt and and you're, you're totally moving everything aside, you're missing reality. You're missing where you are and what you're doing. And, And that's, you talked about yoga earlier that my favorite thing about yoga. And I actually do. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I actually do yoga. I did it last mm-hmm. night. I I, I, oh, man, love... I I feel rude that I just like steamrolled and didn't ask you. I'm like, let me tell you everything <laughs> I know about yoga. No, I, no. Just, I apologize it, for not asking. Really. Yoga is one of those things that pulls you into the present. Oh, it, yeah. It, certainly it pulls does. you into yourself and it pulls you into the present and it mixes. It doesn't forget that you are it, like biologically all of this stuff ties together. Yeah. Your fitness, your mental health, your and, and, and all of that stuff. It kind of ties it all together. And um and. I think I would recommend it to anybody. I find it very medicinal. Did, when you first started, did you do like YouTube or do you have anything? that? No, it was a free class at my gym. Epic. Um, the reason I started doing yoga, it was called Synergy. And it was like a mix between a cardio and a yoga. Uh-huh. Um, and I had read many articles about snowboarders. I wanted to be a professional snowboarder the first when I was young. Um, I'd read many articles about snowboarders being able to walk away from something that would have taken about for the whole season because of the agility that it gives you when you stretch your body out. So they'd be able to yeah. fall and actually roll out of a lot of things. Yeah, have you ever scorpioned? That, Ow. Right. So they'd be able to stretch in ways that before they weren't and now that they, they could and it would keep them from being injured. And um, best shape ever. I, w- I remember I woke up the next day after the first class I took and I felt like I'd had the flu for two weeks. Because it releases all those toxins in your body. Oh, that, my gosh, and, yeah. And, I mean, I was like, what the heck is this? And and a lot of things that bring bring discomfort to me, I tend to go back to. I don't know if... <laughs> I think that's... I, I, I don't know if that... that yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that in a very good or healthy way, but a lot of things... That Everything like, you love is on the other side of fear. It's something like that. <laughs> right, right. And so it's skateboarding, same thing. Sure. It, man, I would get hurt. I mean, the pavement doesn't forgive yeah. and you'd fall and you'd get hurt. And you, but you were like, this is kind of exciting. Like I can continue to get better at this and, and I can, and you know, it, the pain was part of like the realism of what you were experiencing. Right. Yeah. For me, it was always challenging myself to get smarter and better. Yeah. And man, it, it would always just blow my mind. I would always be able to just be like, dude, this is crazy. This is a piece of wood. This was trees that we put seven of them together and we called those plies <laughs> and put some round things on like, and I'm doing this precise. It's just so skateboarding is an art is an art form. Yeah, it certainly I, is. I, I, that's the best explanation I've ever 
heard and and it's, wrap it's, my head around is it, it genuinely is a, an expression yeah i, I think um, i think the ultimate example of that skateboarding and snowboarding all extreme sports really a lot of action sports watch them in slow motion with a nice camera and you you know instantly that that's art it's it's yeah. it's most, some of the most incredible human individual art like yeah. you you can do the same trick but you cannot do it exactly the same way this guy did it even right. if you tried it's just beautiful, man. Uh, Bob, we got to get going here, but uh, if you're down, I would love to have you on here more often, man. You're such Absolutely. an intellectual. You're such a positive person. Um, it was it was also just super great to catch up with you. Yeah, in general, definitely. Man. Anytime, so, anytime. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, uh, listeners, have a good rest of your day. Try to remember that there's a human on the other side of that register. Peace out, Junkyard Love Podcast.